Good morning, good people. Happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. It is Wednesday and you know what that means. Middle of the week. Almost to, uh, we've made it together through another week. Super excited to uh, be here with you guys this morning. And you'll have to forgive me because we're dropping a little late in the morning, which is no fault of your own. (laughs) I can assume the responsibility for that. That's okay. I take ownership and it just simply comes from poor planning. And that's just that. And we'll leave that right there. So good morning. How you guys doing? You on your way to work? You at work? You at home? You outside? Where you at? You doing okay? Just in case no one's told you today or yesterday or the day before, you're important, you're valuable, and we love you, right? Um, it's uh, without you, we like this thing wouldn't even exist. So um, it's really important that you know that. And I hope that you receive additional validation as you go throughout your day, or you find little pockets of signs or symbology that represents that for you. Um, I'm big on that kind of stuff. And maybe that's another episode. I was struggling with uh, what to provide this week. So it'll, my favorite word, it'll be short, sweet, and spicy. Um, But to that point, you know, what are, maybe we can, maybe we can spend that time talking about, you know, what symbols represent what for you throughout your day. Um, because I think that's pretty interesting and not everything means the same to everyone. Um, and so that might be cool. I would love if you guys could send in some things that represent special things for you. So for instance, like if a ladybug pops on your mat or if a ladybug flies on you or is in your space, is that a sign of good fortune or, hopefulness or, you know, what have you. Um, there's a lot of those little symbols out there, which I think are really cool. So yeah, we can maybe talk about that since, since, send something in. Um, is this your first time listening? Welcome. Uh, I am Jay-Z, your host of the Midweek Muzzle Podcast. This podcast was created to conduct a peaceful and positive perspective. And that's important perspective. Everything I say is not Bible. Everything I say is not exact and everything that I say does not always represent truth as you see it. So it's perspective, right? And uh, it, this was the catalyst that helped uh, uh, help me to create this uh, in the realm to help people overcome the battles that have a tendency to hold them back and hold them up. And those are generally head and heart issues. Um, and, 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 there's nothing more than wanting to do something that you're truly passionate about, but it just doesn't make sense rationally. And so uh, it's just a dose of perspective. And that is why we call it the midweek muscle, because we're in the middle of the week. Now, for those of you who have been with me, thank you so much for joining. I can't wait to get this started. But before we do, can we just have a little vent session? It's important for me to get this off my chest 
because I just, ugh. I hate our election cycles here in the United States. I really do not like our election cycles. Why? Because everyone is garnered by a narrative of some sort. People are swayed by fear and others are plagued by corruption. And then there's people like in the in-between, like, I don't even know what truth to believe. Oh, is that happening? I feel terrible. But then does that mean I'm going against X, Y, and Z if I, if I think this way? You know, there's just so many things. And then you have out of nowhere, so many people that have become expert conspiracy, all-knowing truth tellers that are just arising out of nowhere. You're like, where did this come from? Who did this come from? Are you like on the inside and this is information I should be knowing about? It, are you like, how did so-and-so from my friend, I went and, you know, somebody I talked to in college who just so happened to have my Facebook information, send me this stuff. And it's supposed to be like, hurry up before they delete it. You know, it's like propaganda. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? And so again, I'm sure someone caught a good word like you did here at the Midweek Muscle and you just shared it, right? <laughs> but I I just, uh, it really, it really, I, I don't really know where to stand. Like, I think that when it comes down to like, what side are you on? It's like, I don't really think that any side is really on, on the side that you're on or like, I don't know. And again, this is just my opinion. I don't think any side is really a side for me. Like, I just don't know. I told you there's a lot of people on the in-between and it's just like, ah, please help. There's ads everywhere. Ah, they're Get, they're gonna get me. Um, so I just, sometimes I just think it's enough already. Um, but I do believe in uh, the power of democracy and making your voice heard through voting, which is important, not just for the Nash, nation um, or nationally, but it's just as important on the local level. So the people that you're not maybe thinking of as highly uh, that are making big decisions around you are people in like your local courts and your local municipalities. Um, and so I've tried to begin paying more attention to that than, um, you know, what is being said on a very public scale nationally, because man, as we see, you know, one person can't possibly get to us all. Um, and the people who do have the ability to get to us, we overlook them. And so I do believe in the power of voting. So I'm not saying like, I'm not exercising my right to vote. Uh, but I do think that is kind of like, it's, it's, it's a little bit all over the place. All right. Then session over. Um, yeah, I had to pull that one out. My bad. All right, cool. So let's move right along. How do you guys feel about school starting up? I mean, if you're in the educator space, or if you have children, or if you're a student, how y'all feel about that? Mixed feelings? Are you kind of in a space where like coronavirus is just going to do its thing regardless of how safe you are? Or are you like, no, absolutely not. 
I, I do believe that coronavirus is going to do its thing regardless of how safe we are trying to be. But I also believe in like taking the best precaution you can uh, while not being boxed in by fear. I know that's a lot. But I know that, you know, myself included have had, uh, you know, coronavirus ripped through uh, members of uh, my family and it has been heartbreaking. And so, again, I'm not negating what it can do. Um, But I do like there's this crazy thing with school, like should kids be in school right now? Should they not? You know, I just feel like if they're not in school, there's a whole generation of kids that will kind of be left behind in a sense because they're not getting that, 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 that one-on-one attention. But then on the other side of the coin, we want people to be safe. So if it's not safe enough for them to go back, I don't know that they should. Right. Um, so I, there's so many things to consider with, being in the educator space like me and the work that I do, I'm not even allowed to go into schools to speak or do any of those things because of safety for me and for them. So, you know, I've really been doing the uptick on this virtual presentation stuff and it's been overwhelming. So either which way we look at it, it will be overwhelming, not to mention I'm a mom too. And so I'm, I'm looking at this with a, a tighter scope than I would if I were just looking at it for myself. But uh, have you guys ever um, seen Adam Sandler's The Waterboy? Okay, there's a character. If you haven't, there's a character in there. His name is Bobby Boucher and he's the main character. So you can't miss it. Um, and he's like from the South. I'm thinking somewhere in Louisiana, because they always say the bayou, the bayou, and that could be New Orleans, but it could be a suburb outside of New Orleans, right? <laughs> um, but I, that's where I think they don't really ever say the state, but they do say the bayou. So I'm, I'm assuming, right? Um, but uh, Bobby Boucher is like this young adult that has been essentially a mama's boy, but that's all he's known for his entire life. He's been homeschooled. Um, he had, I guess, some sort of learning situation and his mom kept him at school or kept him at home and has basically taught him the things that he knows. And so his entire experience from a child to a young adult is based on what his mom has like, taught him. And so he's challenged everyone from friends to a potential girlfriend to like teachers in school and even college professors. Like, but, 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 but my mama said, (laughs) if it's different than the truth or if it's different than the educational material, even if it's, even if it's the truth, he, if it's different than what his mama said, he's challenged everyone. But but my mama said, so I love that movie because it's hilarious. The mom makes tons of sense in her rationale, but it's not always the truth. Um, and for an overprotective helicopter type of mother, fear mongering parent, uh, it totally makes sense. So you have to watch it to know what I'm talking about. But anyways, 
you guys are starting to see the issue of how little Bobby Boucher is getting introduced to the world, especially when he goes off to college, right? On a football scholarship that the mom has called the devil. So I posted on social media a couple days ago or like last week, like, y'all, there is going to (laughs) be a whole generation of kiddos that will be basing their home learning on, but, but that's what my mama said. And my kid will be included. (laughs) And I just can't help but to think like, wow, there are going to be some parents that are really uh, really trying hard for their kiddos and maybe still not teaching it right. And I think that I'm in that group uh, and my kid is going to come out like, but my mom said, and that's going to drive teachers insane. So sorry. In <laughs> like, just do what I said. Just, just, just put it on that paper. Just, I don't have time to explain it. Just do what I said. You know, um, I know that they're teaching this common core math, but there's a lot of us parents that know carry the one or whatever that is. We don't know the little blocks with the 10 little squares. Like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) And I'm invested enough in my kid. Well, for crying out loud, if you're joining me for the first time, you don't know this, but I was uh, trying to go to school for my master's at the same time that coronavirus was, was hitting and dropping, you know, obviously schools were shutting down. Um, and so I'm very attentive with my kids schooling, but I'm also like, dang, I don't have time to learn this and my own schoolwork. I've since then graduated. So I don't have that pressure anymore. Thank you. But there's a lot of us parents that don't know how to teach that common core math. And I think that will be a little bit interesting. So that's my two cents on that. Um, and because of you know, the whole remote learning that, you know, and I, and it's, it's no, it's not missed beyond me how much of a luxury that is, right? If, if you have the ability to remote learn because you, you want safety, but you want security and you want to like, try to understand better what's happening with coronavirus and with back to school procedures before you send your child, I understand how much of a luxury that is. So I'm making no fun of, of, of what kind of luxury that is. And I'm not condemning it either. I think different things will work for different families and that's okay. Um, but according to like this at home learning plan, so we can be in our own spaces learning and doing, I, do you know how much DIYing I've been doing in my place over the last couple of weeks to make room for workspace, presentation space, learning space, I mean, it's been wild and I'm still disorganized. Shit. <laughs> How do you do that much work and still be like a little disorganized? I don't know. My brain works funny, I think. Um, but it's like trying a new recipe with fresh ingredients and you went out and you brought the most expensive, the freshest and the most just the greatest ingredients you could buy for this brand new recipe and you follow all the instructions and the end result is still trash, which actually happened to me yesterday. So I'm (laughs) that one hit home. So it's again, this whole idea of 
DIYing and working on a project and the end result is still trash. It's like, it's, it's defeating. It's, it really is defeating. Um, and so yesterday was day one, me zero. Thank you very much. I feel like I'm having more and more and more of those days than days where I feel like I'm actually doing something productive, which is, is, um, can be challenging on your emotional and mental health. Um, so what do you do when you have days like that? Like for real, what do you, what do you, what do you tell yourself? What do you do when you sought out to have a productive day and missed all the struggle and all of the things that are stressful and your progress is made, let's make no mistake about it. You're doing something, but it still turns out lackluster or insufficient or in, in straight trash, right? Like I can't do anything with this, like throw it away. Um, I know that at least at a, a job progress report, that would be like a needs improvement. It wouldn't even be meeting expectations. So, you know, I, I kind of hold myself to that standard for myself. Um, and I hate when it turns out like that. So what do you guys do? What, what happens in that case? The only two words I have for that is to keep trying. Yes, keep trying. All DIYers know that you have to make multiple trips to the hardware store <laughs> when you're working on a project. No matter if it's simple or transformational. You know, um, when I think of your work, your work friends is your project and it might take many days or weeks to meet or exceed your expectations remember like just just think about it in this perspective keep trying remember it took thomas edison the inventor of the uh, light bulb there's theories out there that it took 999, but there's also theories out there that say it took a thousand. Um, I'm not sure which one, but that's pretty significant if you ask me. Uh, but remember it took him, we're going to go with a thousand just to be clear and fair. It took Edison 1000 tries to create the light bulb. 1000 tries. 1,000 times, however you look at it, not 1,000 days, not 1,000 minutes, not 1,000, um, you know, increments. It took 1,000 tries. So imagine if he gave up at 999. We're all over here on the outside looking in like, oh, you just... It's just one more. You just have one more. Just keep hanging in there, right? Or like, uh, you know, we're on the outside looking in like, oh my gosh, you just had 10 more seconds. If you would have held on for 10 more seconds, you, you would have seen it come on, right? And so it's easy for us to do that when we're outside looking in. But when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel that way. And so imagine if he had gave up at 999. Like that's insane, right? The, the, the things, the inventions that we come to know 
in current day may not have existed in the same fashion if he had quit. So last week I had talked about you can't break through until you've been through. And I think that's important because again, you have to, you have to go through the failed attempts in order to achieve the breakthrough. You have to go through the lackluster results in order to get to the breakthrough. You have to keep trying. What if he had quit at try 750 or try number five, right? Because five is more than three. And if I've been told three times, no, then I have to pay attention, right? Wrong. If it's in it for you to do, keep trying. Some things are not, some things we're just not going to see the results until years past us. And we have to be okay with that. For instance, I have a really great example, rearing your children, the things that you implant in them now, you may not see take hold or come to fruition until years down the line when they actually get it and understand that this is a way of life that my mom or dad introduced to me and that I understand why they did this now. You know, a good example when you're, uh, you know, for lack of a better example, like when you're raising dogs or uh, animals of some sort and you're training them. It may take several days or months or even years for your animal to get it right before you see the result. So why is any so why is it different with your work or your project? Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep trying. Keep working on that project. Keep working on looking for that new job. Keep working on yourself. Keep working on your craft. Keep working on your growth. Keep working on your communication. Keep working on your kids. Keep working on that dream. Keep working on your faith. What, whatever that is for you, right? Because we said during coronavirus, like you don't have to spend your time learning a new skill. Maybe you do, maybe you want to, and that's fine, but you don't have to force yourself to. Maybe it is okay that you're just in in the present and you're just being. Hey, keep working on that. Whatever it looks like for you, keep working on it. Because again, that means keep going, right? Keep working at it means keep going. Because after all, if you are, and I'm doing air quotes, trying, you through trying through action, you are actually really doing. And that's what matters. That's what counts. Trying is not a will in the air. That trying is trying through action is a commitment to doing. And when you're doing, that's what counts. So keep going and keep trying. And if you get to a place where it's failed attempts and you're like, yep, I'm not doing it anymore. At least you tried. But if you know that it's going to work and you believe in what you're doing and you believe that that's going to work out, keep going. And that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for allowing me to vent. Thank you for allowing me to share some ideas Thank you for allowing me to share my perspective this week and not necessarily that of any of the experts or scientists out there. Um, 
or, um, you know, all that good stuff. People way smarter than me. <laughs> I thank you guys for loving on me as you always do. I thank you guys for giving me that little dose of hope every single week. I thank you guys for being supportive in the many ways that you are. And I thank you guys for being you. Hey, let's keep trying and let's make it a great week. And I'll see you guys this time next week, hopefully much, much sooner. Let's make it a great week. And as always, let's go.